Welcome in to Teachers by Day, episode five. This is the podcast by teachers where we talk about life and all of its craziness outside of the classrooms. And I am accompanied by my fellow social studies teacher, Lance. Lance, we are barreling towards September. We have a few weeks of the school year under our belts now. How are you feeling about things? I'm going to be really honest with you, Jeff. This last week might be the hardest week that I've had since I started teaching. I don't know I if it was feel the same way, actually. I don't know if there was a full moon or something in the water or something like that. But when Friday rolled around and I was in my second to last period of the day, I just kind of looked around and was like, I really need this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think Thursday specifically to me felt like nothing like in particular happened. But that was like one of the longest teaching days I can remember having in a while. Yeah, I was definitely all aboard the struggle bus last week, and I've been trying to relax as much as I can this weekend before diving back. Thank goodness we're looking at this four-day week this next week. True, yes. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a combination of I don't have my my sea legs under me yet, like my stamina, or like you said, the full moon, something's in the water. But yeah, this past week... excuse me, was a weird one. So looking to get back in the routine of things. Because there's a certain period in the fall where I feel like for like a month or two, the days kind of just seem like they fly by. So I'm ready for that to happen. Yeah, I'm glad that you uh, were in the same boat and I'm not alone. And I was actually, even Friday after work, I went to the store and I was like calculating. I was like, man, the year's almost 10% done already. Like, it's crazy. Is it really? I mean, we're, you know, we've passed 13 days and we have 180 days with the kids. Yeah. Something like that. It's wild. So, yeah, we're close-ish. Well, time is flying by, as is uh, this podcast. This is our fifth episode. So another thing I wanted to ask you, Lance, before we continued on to our lesson plan, which is the first part of every show, how long till we can start syndicating this show, getting residuals? Oh, I don't know. What Seven you, episodes, probably, right? Someone will pick it up. At- <laughs> is that what you think? This is like conservative. The, this is the Seinfeld of uh, podcasts. We can just start doing that. Seven episodes. TBS comes calling. We're like, oh, we're going to hold out for a better. Op- well, we're going to hold out for Spike TV. But thanks. Ooh, Spike has some top quality shows. I'm pretty sure. I think they have one the right most- now. That's like the mole. Have you seen? That I one? love that show. I, I know the concept of it, but I don't think I ever actually watched it. Okay. Yeah, I saw it and was like, that that actually kind of looks interesting, but, you know, I haven't committed to it completely. I didn't even know Spike TV was still around, so that in and of itself is good news. <laughs> hey, someone's got to be airing all of the uh, the Chopper Barbers. shows and, yeah, uh, you know, the typical garbage TV. Yeah, there was like a four-hour bro block, I named it that, on Sundays, where it was like Bar Rescue, Ink Master, and, uh, I don't know, something else in that of that ilk. Where you Ink. just <laughs> Ingmaster has some moments. I'm not gonna lie. I, oh, for sure. I definitely. So uh, it was bar rest. Yeah, I, I binge those over the summer. Every time Netflix would put out a new season, they would let me know. They would shoot me an email. Hey, it's up. And I'm, okay, well, I'll probably finish that in two days. So I think it's back again. I think on Hulu or yeah, what was I want? Hulu or Peacock? Maybe one of the two. <clears throat> All right, well, here on the show, uh, Teachers by Day, just to help you guys get to know us in and out of the classroom, we've already, Lance and I in, in previous episodes have talked about our favorite movies, we've talked about careers we could have aspired to have outside of teaching, and today we thought it would be an awesome idea to talk about the top three foods that we cannot live without, simply cannot live without. And I think 
I think it would be important context before we get into these lists. I, and again, I kind of screwed this up because I actually don't think mine are ranked looking at them. They're all equitable. But you uh, are vegan. So your list, I think, if we have any vegan listeners out there, is uh, going to be good for them. They're like, okay, I can relate to that for sure. Absolutely. Um, I did not do a definitive ranking. These aren't necessarily three, two, ones. Uh, these were just the foods that I think about. That I don't even, some of them I eat on a pretty consistent regular basis and others, when I have them, I greatly overindulge in them. Um, so that's kind of where my list comes from. Uh, but yeah, for all of the uh, fellow veggies out there, you guys can relate to this for sure. When putting my list together, I took the dramatic instance of like someone kicks down my door, raids my pantry for a fridge, takes all of this food from me and says I can never have it again. What would be the most, aside from the description of someone breaking and entering my house, what would be the most traumatic foods to have taken from me? And that's what I prize my list from. Honestly, so I'll let you start it off since this was your baby. What's your, yeah. What is one of the foods you cannot live without? Should I do honorable mentions first or should we just dive into the list? Ooh, I kind of like that. Let's do our honorable mentions Okay, first. so honorable mentions. So we had top three, and then I picked two that were honorable mentions, okay? So Jeff and I, we live in the South, uh, and this may be just a Southern thing, or maybe it's just a me thing, but I love grits. I love them like no other. I can eat those every day uh, and never get sick of them. My wife hates them. My family <laughs> hates them. I haven't really Is it a met... texture thing? Because that's what my wife always cites, why she doesn't yes. like them. Yes, she said it's a it's a texture thing and a lack of flavor thing. Mm-hmm. Which again, it's one of those foods where you can flavor it how you like. But I was gonna say it's almost like oatmeal in the sense that like you can do like fruit, chocolate. Yeah, it's obviously a, it's, cheese is a popular one. It's a blank slate. Have fun with it. But um yeah, that's one of my my definite go-tos. I have grits uh, that had them this morning. I'm probably going to have them again this evening. Living life on the edge. Uh, and then the other one is Oreos, which mm-hmm. are vegan. Yes, they are. As weird as that sounds. Um, Oreos is one of the foods that I don't eat super regularly. But when I do, I'm going to demolish the sleeve in <laughs> one sitting. Like, <laughs> and, and I don't need the, uh, the fancies. I don't need the double stuffed. I don't need the thin. I don't Same. need necessarily even the flavors. I want the original OG Oreo. That's all I want. So those are my, my honorables. Oreos are absolutely delicious. They now, I think when we were kids, it was hard to find, but they also produce now the vanilla Oreos, which I like just mm-hmm. as much where it's like the, like the white cookie on the yeah. outside. Okay. Yeah. Those are good. And I, uh, we had to fill out a thing for, uh, our school. I think it was last year and it was like favorite food, favorite drink, favorite snack. And on my snack, I put Oreos and one of the parents bought me like a family sized Oreo thing and had it delivered to my classroom. And I was like, that's awesome. This is amazing. But I don't <laughs> need to have this around me because again, I will destroy this. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not safe. I can't really moderate myself around the Oreos. No, they're too good. All right. But actually diving into the list, number three for me, I went with old school. Love these bananas. I went with bananas. Okay. And there is a reason behind this because even to this day, um, I eat probably four to five bananas a day. Um, They are my go-to for the fruit source. Um, And for the listeners out there, if you're unfamiliar with it, um, a few years ago, actually competed in bodybuilding. And then this last year I competed in bodybuilding as well. So when you're having to track everything 
it's really easy to eat a lot of bananas because you can get a lot of carbs that way. So uh, in 2019, I think I was eating somewhere between eight to 10 bananas a day at that time. Wow. Which is obscene, but it got the job done. And Lance's students actually regularly would bring him bananas. Yeah, it's comical. Um, it's You didn't get to experience as much when we were across the hall from each other, but the year before that with that particular group, I would get on sometimes after lunch 20 to 30 extra bananas just like dumped on my desk after lunch period. And I'd be like, guys, there's no way I'm ever going to consume this. <laughs> Do you think I'm Donkey Kong? Like, why are you bringing me all these? Right. So I would be like, handing them back out like does anyone hungry which i'm like walking around with like a banana satchel just like handing them to people as they're working better that though than they like throw them away you know i agree i agree because i think that the cafeteria requires them to have a fruit so at least they take it and someone else can eat it even if they're not going to be the ones we'll take it all right jeff what's your you have an honorable mention i see and your number three spot Yes, yeah, so my honorable mention, my wife will be shocked to hear this if she listens to the podcast still. Thank you, honey. Um, because this is a really, this is a, there's something going on with my taste buds in the last four or five years because there's a few foods that I've really not been that big a fan of. And then it's almost like a switch has flicked and now I cannot get enough of them. And this one is one of them and it's coming in fast and furious, climbing the charts of my top foods list. And that's falafel. I've always been a fan of chickpeas. Like, I love hummus. I love chickpeas. But I don't know what it is, man. Recently, falafel is like a fast riser. It's like um, a, the hit One Direction single of the, or mid-aughts. You know, like, it just climbed the charts. And so I had to put it on this list because it's like my go-to food right now. And it's any Mediterranean place we go to, I will order it. And it's interesting because I've started to learn or just realize it it can taste very, very different depending on where you get it from. And I kind of like that about it, if that yeah. makes sense. I love falafel. I think it's amazing. Um, so good. There's a place, I don't know if it's even still open in Plano, uh, but it was um, it was a place, it was almost like a Chipotle, but it was Mediterranean food. Yes. So you oh would take gosh. like naan, and then you would get to pick your, the spreads of hummus or baba ganoush you wanted. Then you got to put your, um falafel in and then any type of veggies and oh my god was it called roti uh it was not i think it was mama pita okay gosh that sounds good i i've been to a few places like that and i absolutely love them for some reason the olives from those places just slap different than olives from anywhere else i agree the ones in the jar that you get are just nowhere near that no Man, now I just ate, but now I'm starving. <laughs> I was worried that would happen with these lists. So falafel is up there, and I, I really think if you would have asked me like a year ago, would falafel be on this list? I'm like, yeah, if we're doing like nastiest foods. But it's made a complete 180, and you know, props to falafel for completely changing your image. Um, my number three, or I guess one of my three, is kids' cereals. Now, I'm an adult in the sense that now I take them out of the box and put them in one of those little plastic containers that keeps them from going stale. I'll offer getting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> now I have the freshest cereal. Um, but dude, something like crunch berries. We were talking about cinnamon toast crunch off pod. Um, mm-hmm. These are like my go-to desserts. We, we don't eat like cakes or ice creams really, but like after dinner, if I'm still hungry and I'm like, dude, treat yourself, have some, you know, uh, fruity pebbles. That's another one that I really, really love. Some yep. kids cereal I had to put on here. 
that's um that's honestly what we do over here too strangely enough we have dinner around 5 5 30 and then if we get hungry 7 30 8 o'clock before we go to bed my nightcap is usually a bowl of cereal some that's uh, what's up. cinnamon toast crunch the the cocoa pebbles something like that that's my my nightcap yeah right now i'm rocking um I just finished my frosted mini wheats, but we have honey bunches of oats with almonds and crunch berries. So, do you go on rotation with them, or do you are you pretty consistent? Absolutely. I think whoever the scientists behind these who have designed like the size of a box of cereal pretty much nailed it. Because by the time I finish one box, I don't need to see that cereal again for a couple months. Usually, I get pretty sick because I go hard on them. Like I'll eat a whole box in like three four days, but then I don't want to look at you again for like another month. Good God. It's like, a, it's like a middle school girlfriend down here. You just it's, it's a great analogy and perfect to where we work. It's real hot and heavy in the beginning, and then two weeks later, it's done. You're like, wait, you guys were in love now. It wasn't destined to last forever, even though we said the other, you know, counter to that. <laughs> All right, Lance, what uh, what's your next one on your list of top three foods you cannot live without? Okay, so I went more specific on this one. Um, I went with hash browns, but I want to just encompass that it's potatoes as a whole. Potatoes in oh. any variety are just, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. The French, I will say, with the exception of, and I don't know if you agree with this, I hate baked potatoes. I don't get it. I don't get the allure either. It just seems like it's so low rent. It's like, how lazy are we? We're just going to stick it in the oven? Right. Like, really? it, do something and, to it. No. But like hash browns, french fries, those kinds of things, I can eat that all the time. Um, so yeah, I'll, like I said, probably again tonight, I'll probably have hash browns with my grits. Cause you know, you that's go. how I am as a person. Um, but yeah, hash browns, honestly, and I'm, I'm kind of a, a snob about them. I will say, uh, when I go out to eat, like you and I have went out to eat for a certain brunch spot and their hash browns didn't do it for me. Yeah. Um, they were, I want them to be crisp. Like, you know, growing up, I loved the the mcdonald's one the one that came in like a disc like the cake yeah yes that's the kind of hash brown i want i want something with a little bit of little girth on it so i can snap into it the one some come... places will make them too crispy where like you can't even really tell they're potatoes anymore which i don't yeah. want that either yeah i just don't like the uh the overly shredded ones where it's just like they take the cheese grater to the potato and then they just like barely put it on the stovetop i'm like eh. right it almost looks like shredded cheese because they've right. shredded it so finely. I don't need that in my life. But uh, hash browns that are the cake or the disc, those are tops. Cannot complain I mean, there. potatoes are just such a versatile food in general. Like, we have to give props to potatoes. I know. Shout out, potato. You guys are rocking it. <laughs> All our potatoes listening at home. They're like, thank you. We appreciate it. Now, the, the number two that I see on your list, Jeff, I don't know why I didn't think of this, because this is, should honestly be on my list, too. But go ahead. Well, I kind of feel like it's cheating to mention both of these while we're in the vein of breakfast. But I put pancakes and French toast. But if I had to pick one of those two, I think I'll just go with pancakes, mainly because the ability to bake into it fruit and or chocolate chips is an incredible plus. Now, obviously, you can do that with French toast, but we're just kind of laying them on top of it. But... Like, I love banana pancakes, love blueberry pancakes, chocolate chip pancakes. I mean, put a little powdered sugar on it. Let's go. I could eat yeah. a whole stack of pancakes. I I agree. My only issue with the pancake is 
I have to eat so many of the pancakes. By the time I finish making the pancakes, the bottom pancake is cold. The top yes, one that's... is super warm. So it's just this weird temperature texture as I cut through them all. But um, wholeheartedly agree. Banana, chocolate, and I actually really like pecan. Pecan yes, pancakes. I, I, there are a lot of people that don't like nuts on their pancakes, and I'm like, well, you're just missing out then, because it's a whole different world. Oh, it's epic. It's a it's a texture change. You have the softness of the pancake and the crunch from the pecan, heaven on the tongue. I wish we could eat pancakes like cartoon characters, where they just stab an entire short stack with a fork and then put it all in their mouth at once. Uh, we, as a child, I was given a false sense of what was possible. Right. <laughs> Cartoons. So are your your hardcore pancakes over waffles? I think so. And it, I don't want to d- disparage the waffle at all, but given the choice, like, I think I always choose pancakes. I do too. I, 100%. I think there's something about the, uh, like, I like the waffle because it has the syrup traps. Like, that's, that's, a, nice, that's a nice touch. But I yeah. feel like I can eat, like, 10 pancakes that are stacked but if you gave me five waffles like that's too many waffles i don't want that no chance i do love though this is a really random smell that i just I, hopefully people at home can picture it as well as i i am right now but if you ever go stay at like a hotel and you come down to the continental breakfast and it has like that waffle maker that the patrons will be using there's something that i just love about like the smell when one of those is working in the background those are nice but the consistency is never right, I feel like, but they do those. Yeah, waffles are too crispy. They're basically like a, a French fry version of a pancake. Right. I agree. So, glad we can agree on waffles. And a French toast, I'm just going to take that off the list. I like French toast, but now that I'm looking at pancakes, it's a whole different league. It's a different yep. ballgame here. We're talking major Our leagues. Last one. <laughs> All right. Uh, last one for me. I, I went more general on this one, but Vietnamese food as a whole. Um so background information my wife is mixed race she is half white and half vietnamese and she really introduced me to a lot of food when we started dating that i had never experienced before one of them being vietnamese food and i remember just having vietnamese food at a traditional vietnamese restaurant i think we were in california the first time i ever ate it and just being like oh my god why have i not ever had this when it's done right you're like like, yeah. I've went through 20-some-odd years of my life without ever experiencing this. <laughs> Blasphemy. Blasphemy. Like, um, what have I been Slop? Right. Like, so it was a complete game-changer. I love all noodle dishes. So Vietnamese food, especially, like, the freshness. Like, you get mint and cilantro together with fresh veggies and stuff. Sadly, there's not any really good Vietnamese places around us here. You have to travel a little bit to... I was going to say, I don't think I've tried vietnamese food maybe in my life oh man you guys are missing out yeah. we're gonna have to take you guys to a place there's that one that sounds awesome there's one it's it's probably about 30 45 minutes from here but it's absolutely worth the drive you get everything you want there but that the noodle dishes and then if you've ever had well you haven't but a, a banh mi which is the vietnamese sandwich those are epic absolutely epic so vietnamese food Without a doubt, I could eat that. Every time I eat it, I think I could eat this breakfast, lunch, and dinner and never get sick of it. Like 100%. Wow. Ultimate compliment. Right. It's that good. It's that fresh. It's, it, you know, there's no, it tastes great. And I don't have that feeling like I'm going to die after I eat it. 
Isn't that the worst when you eat a meal and you you just have four hours of regret and moaning? Right. Like there, we went to a place yesterday and it was awesome. It was a um, it's the first time we ever went there. It was a hundred percent vegan Mexican food place, which are incredibly hard to find. Yeah. But um, by the time we finished the meal, I was like, so I'm pretty sure I gained like six pounds while we're sitting there, and I'm so bloated. I'm gonna touch the steering wheel on the way home. Like it was awesome, but I don't I don't need to deal with that amount of bloat in my life yeah mexican food can do that to you like beans and things like that are beans rice stomach chips nachos oh amazing but yeah it was awesome as we get older we pay a price for them we do that's why i said i said i need to get some digestive enzymes before i come to this place next time and that was the oldest sentence i think i've ever said in my life (laughs) dude i've there was a, a while uh, where I was like drinking Metamucil like once or twice a week. <laughs> That's next level. I was like, how the? Oh, I don't worry, I got the sugar free. So okay, I'm not there yet. Which just make, makes you older, I think. You got a couple. Like, watch. You got a couple years on me, so maybe I'll be there in that boat. In a. The worst boat. part is I kind of like the taste of Metamucil. That's when I was really starting to get worried. Isn't it super chalky? What, like, what does it taste like? Yeah, it's so so like you mix it up. It, it's like tastes like kind of like orange juice, basically. But like you mix it up and you drink it. The problem is you have to every time you want to take a sip of it, you basically have to remix it. Like the powder does not dissolve mm. to the whatever. I feel like. Gotcha. Um, so if so, you don't stir it up, you just have a clump at the bottom. So I drink a a morning concoction every single morning that is uh, cranberry juice, apple cider vinegar, and greens powder all mixed together and it sounds so rancid it's not that bad though i'm not gonna lie those are all very strong <laughs> like yes flavors yeah you don't want to who smell wins it before, out that's what i would ask you don't want to smell it before you drink it but it's uh i think the acv shines <laughs> okay yeah that's like one of the most pungent flavors that exists was it you who was telling me, because I was telling you I drink that too, was it you who was telling me like you've just taken, like, drinking apple cider vinegar, like, without cutting it with anything? Yeah, I've done it, I have done that before. I don't recommend it. I'm pretty sure it takes the stuff right off your teeth. Which, yeah, it, like, burns your throat. It's like drinking straight acid. Yeah, I don't it's recommend like, that. You definitely want to cut it with something, but maybe cranberry juice isn't the best thing to cut it with, because that's also incredibly potent. But, you know, you live. Two alpha flavor, several alpha flavors existing at once. I do what I can. All right, my la- my last one. Speaking of Mexican food, Lance is tacos, and I think throughout my life I might have eaten more tacos than anything, um, at least as far as like an entree goes. The great thing about tacos is they're a little bit versatile as well. We almost now make exclusively ground turkey tacos, but I loved love grilled chicken tacos. I can even do like veggie tacos. Like you can just put some. Mm-hmm. peppers rice beans a nice salsa a little hot sauce something on there i prefer corn over flour but the issue with the corn tortilla is they fall apart like the second you look at them um i just i don't know man tacos is something where it was like if i was ever going to be a competitive eater uh that would have to be the food that i would do it with because i can just scarf an insane amount of tacos at once i i'm glad that you are on team corn over flour because i am too but yes, Definitely. the corn tortilla betrays you, like, immediately. Have you ever gotten halfway, th- more than halfway through a corn tortilla taco and it not, like, just exploded in your hands? 
It's very disappointing. And of course, the way that like it folds, it always breaks at the at the part where the actual food is resting. So right. you end up with like two pieces of paper of a corn tortilla. You're literally holding it and then like Thanos snaps and your taco just obliterates. <laughs> exactly. And then you're forced to like use the pieces of it to like pinch the food because, you know, I'm not going to not eat the corn tortilla now. Are you a, are you a breakfast taco fan as well? Because I love a breakfast taco. You know, that's the weird thing. I actually don't like breakfast tacos, and this is a real sign that I'm getting old. Eggs really do not agree with my stomach. Like, they, I get so uncomfortably full by even, like, looking at a, a scrambled egg now mm-hmm. that it's gotten really difficult to eat breakfast tacos because obviously they're, like, 75% comprised of egg. Yeah. So it's hard for me. As speaking as the vegan here, eggs always grossed me out even before I was. Uh, so I agree with you there. But I like I really love like sausage flavors and then like potatoes. So I can eat that in a taco all day. I think you and I have talked about the that um, veggie breakfast sausage that we've mm-hmm. had. Like that really yeah. spicy one. Because we um, I think as far as sausage goes, that's the only sausage we cook with now is that veggie sausage. It's better. Perfect amount of spice. I agree. It's better. And that's just someone who, like, you know, has sausage rarely. But in my diet, I prefer the veggie one. Mm-hmm. All right. So speaking of your taco thing, what's, like, the creme de la creme? Like, what's the best taco place to go to? There's, I mean, obviously, down here in the south, there's one just about on every street. So yeah, where would you recommend? Um, probably Fuzzy's Tacos down here. Although I... <laughs> I hate feta cheese, and they put feta on all their tacos. So I take that part off. But everything else they do, I really like. Um, the fast food taco, I mean, in my college days, I would just murder Taco Bell tacos. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing with the whole. Not that it, like, you don't go there for the health benefits, obviously. But then they had the big uh, news that came out that, like, their beef was, like, what, less than half of a percentage actual beef or something. Mm-hmm. And I just pictured I was eating, like, shredded paper seasoned with taco season <laughs> so i don't think i've been there in like a decade i think it looks like powder when they deliver it and then they warm it up on water and it somehow turns into the ground beef <sighs> thanks tiktok for revealing all that stuff for us yeah although um it's probably best now that i don't consume it it's a young man's game taco bell is you know yeah i um we got home from the airport a couple years ago super late at night and the only place that was open that i could get like a vegan option was at taco bell so i went and got just plain bean burritos and i remember just eating them and being like okay those weren't super good but they weren't terrible but then like an hour later being like i regret this so bad you probably woke up in the middle of the night like with an ulcer yeah i was like i should have uh definitely just went to bed hungry (laughs) chalky metamucil would have been a better option than the taco bell bean burrito I did used to like the uh, the Cine Twists that Taco Bell had. Okay, the Cine Twists are good, and I don't know if they still have it, but the Crispy Potato Taco, those were also super good. Mm. They also had like a uh, a Taco Pizza. That was pretty good. That, seemed, that seems a little sketchy to me. <laughs> pretty good. It's all relative. It's like for the Taco Bell menu. It's. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember distinctly multiple times when I was younger, my mom being like, all right, it's your birthday. We can go anywhere. We're leaving the JCPenney Portrait Studio. Her, 
where do you want to go eat for dinner? And I'm like, let's go to Taco Bell. Like that was like the hit <laughs> spot for me. You're a man of simple tastes, you know? I'm glad it's got a little bit more sophisticated as I got older, but. As we mature, our palate matures. With yes. Us. Notice I said mature, not mature, because that's how a real adult says it. Is that the actual phonetic speaking? Because I don't like that at all. I don't. I, I On a sitcom, I heard someone say it that way once, like ironically, and now anytime I'm trying to be pretentious, that's how I pronounce it. It worked. It worked. All right, Lance, anything you want to close with before we move on to our exit ticket with top three foods we cannot live without? I'm glad that we have sort of a different list, but also at the same time some definite crossover. There's a middle Venn diagram portion we have that we share. Yeah, we we share that little middle sliver. Um, No, just that I obviously could have added a thousand other things to this. I'm not a – outside of the whole vegan thing, I can eat basically anything. Um, So if anyone ever wants to, like, bake us cookies or anything – Make mm-hmm. us any, if anyone knows where we are, where we uh, teach, anything like that, and you guys want to bring us anything, 100% down. Absolutely. I love trying new foods. So, and even not new foods. I love trying foods. This is a list, too, <laughs> I think we should revisit somewhere down the line because I've noticed, that especially the last few years, my tastes are changing at a, a surprisingly rapid rate. Yeah, I will say after having COVID for that and losing my taste for a week, I'm really indulging in foods now. Like again, just and, and enjoying them because I'm like, Oh my God. Savoring them. Yeah. Yes. This tastes so fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It gives you like a whole new appreciation for the things that you're eating. Yeah. When you're eating bread and it doesn't taste like anything or you're eating like a mixed bowl and it tastes like nothing, that's, it's the worst. <sighs> I can't even imagine. It, I just picture every time you ate, it feels like uh, like if you ever had to have like a cavity filled, you know, and they shoot the Novocaine in your mouth. Mm-hmm. You're trying to eat like before it's worn off. You're just like, you don't know what's going on inside your mouth. It's a scary feeling. Dude, eating became a chore. It was just something else to do within the day. It was no enjoyment. Ugh. All right. The last part of our show is our exit ticket where Lance and I share something basically that we found, watched, or read this past week, it can be something like an internet deep dive, a TikTok, an article that we read, a show we watched, something like that. Lance, I think we're kind of sharing the same vein of things this mm-hmm. week. I'll let you go first. What's your exit ticket? What do you want to tell the people about uh, that we you are. discovered last spoke? We are. This this doesn't happen often where I'm not digging into BuzzFeed, but I have to I have to mention this one. Um, so. Uh, a couple days ago, my wife was watching, or we were just hanging out, and my wife was like, hey, I wanted to watch this show. Do you mind if we watch it? Um, and I was like, no, I'll just like chill on my phone, whatever. I'm not super concerned. This doesn't seem like my kind of show. Uh, and then, boy, was I wrong about that, because I was hooked. And that show is the Amazon Prime original Modern Love. Have you heard of this one, Jeff? It's popped up. This cast is insane. This is a show. I thought it was a movie. Okay, so let me explain a little bit. So it's it's an anthology series, which I love okay. anthologies. Like Black Mirror is also up there for me as far as like really great shows. But so yeah, there's show. There's a uh, Tina Fey has been on it before. Um, so there's a different cast each time, and the premise of the show is like that each episode. Yeah. So each episode there's a different. Okay. It's a completely different story. So the whole premise of the show is about love, but it's not just love as in romantic love. It's love across the whole entire gamut. There can be 
father-daughter love. There can be love between best friends. There can be like the whole thing is that it's love is a spectrum and that we can all interpret it different. And it doesn't just have to be this like romantic thing. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's a drama, but there's some comedy elements to it. And let me tell you that first episode waterworks absolute wow. waterworks like so good I, we were so gripped uh we watched five episodes that night alone they're only 30 minutes so it's actually wow. a, it's a pretty easy watch and, and if just, they're anthologies too like you can watch one and it's not like you have to pick it back up again right away to know what's going on which is nice right and so it's based on i believe it was someone wrote in new york times they were at they were getting actual love letters from people or love stories from people and they were posting it on New York Times as anonymous. So then they went through and they've just kind of obviously Hollywooded them up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. but they've turned it into the series and it's freaking fantastic. The The stories are gripping, but sweet, but funny. Like there's different elements in there. And I think they've just done a really good job of capturing it. And like the point that you had earlier, the casting is awesome. Been really I mean, this is good. wild. Just looking at some of the names here, like Kit Harrington, Anne Hathaway, Minnie Driver, Anna Paquin, mm-hmm. Tina Fey, oh, and Zoe Chow, who I love. You, as the man that loves a good twist, there's a pretty good amount of twists on each one of these stories, too. So I'm, so, I'm watching this today. This is I'm telling you, watch the first episode. I thought episode. this was a movie when it popped up on Amazon. Watch the first episode with your wife and then tell me that it doesn't absolutely pull your heartstrings out of your freaking chest. <laughs> you know what I think I thought this was? You know, there's got to be like a, a name for these types of movies, but it's like Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve, where mm-hmm. it's like a, a really good cast. And like it's it's like six separate stories that like loosely tie in at the end, but it's always kind of cheesy. Yep. That's what I thought this was. No, no. So much better. And I agree with you. Those kind of things like the Valentine's Day or the New Year's Day or whatever it is. Those are always so lame. <laughs> yeah. I think they're all literally holidays. There's one that's Mother's Day, I think. Yeah, they do. I, I, the only thing I can assume is that they, they get those actors because they're going to have like 40 pretty well-known actors in one movie mm-hmm. on like a lower budget and just say, hey, we'll give you like 5% of the purse on this if you're just in this movie. And then they just go. And then those movies end up selling millions and millions of dollars worth of sales. Oh, yeah. And then, like I said, like the very last 10 minutes, you realize like, oh, a few of these characters who weren't together all movie actually know each other or something. Yeah. Like loosely connected. But no. That's not, love, then. that's not what it is. It is substantial. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you think about it. All right, Jeff, what's what's yours? Because you uh, also stayed in the TV vein. I did. And this is a show. So I don't know if I've told you this. I think I have previously, but definitely not on a pod. I am a massive Selena Gomez fan. I think she's very inspirational as a person. I think her journey is interesting. She's actually from around where we live, um, which I don't know if you knew that. And I love her music. I wouldn't even say guilty pleasure fan. Like, uh, she has some absolute bangers. It Ain't Me is, like, probably the most played song on my Spotify. Um, And she is an executive producer and star in the Hulu original whodunit comedy series only murders in the building which just concluded its second season lance i'm sure you've heard of this show have you checked it out at all or heard anything about like do you know anyone else that watches it i do myself and my wife we watch <laughs> well we watched the first season we have not watched anything with season two yet but okay. uh, we did well, watch season one. 
season two just ended and this is a show i watched it week to week but it would be really nice to binge it because they usually end an episode with like a cliffhanger like you want to keep watching to see what happens so you're in a good spot now you can it's eight episodes i think around 30 or 40 minutes but i don't know what it is about this show there's like this kinetic energy to it and just like this feeling that it mostly takes place in this like luxury apartment building in new york city but it never feels like claustrophobic it just feels like very homey to me and like i just love everything about it and it's sort of indescribable and at the end of season two an actor who you and I both love shows up and they are also going to be a star in season three. So I won't spoil it for you if you do want to go watch it, but very, very cool. And I love a delicious whodunit. And this has delivered the first two seasons with its reveal at the end. So highly recommend this to anyone who hasn't watched it. And if you've watched season two, which I was late to jump in, or sorry, if you watched season one, I was late to jump into season two. Go binge it all now because it just got renewed for a third season and I already can't wait for it to come out, especially based on the actor who shows up at the end. Well, now I'm really curious about that. Is So I know it's it's Steve Martin and Martin Short, correct? And then there's Selena Gomez. Are, are any of them the director, producer of this? Like, did they, or did they write it? That's a great question. They're all listed as executive producers, which can mean a variety of things. It could have been as far as like they were the ones that got the funding to maybe they're actually in creative control. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love I should probably go look. I would love if like one of them, especially Selena Gomez, directed any of these episodes. <laughs> and my wife cannot stand Martin Short. And I absolutely love his character. in this show. <laughs> He's so quirky and like. He's basically a caricature of a real human being, but he just cracks me up. Like this, <laughs> he's so ridiculous. I mean, uh, season one was really good, so I'm I'm definitely interested to see how this uh, season two shapes out. And I I remember thinking when we first watched the preview, it was you know I saw Steve Martin and then I saw Martin Short and I was like, okay, this is you know they've worked together before. This is nothing. New. And then I was like, sure, is that Selena Gomez? Like, she's like an interest. She's like the key to the dynamic because first off, like, you know, the demographic that you want to like market this to on Hulu, like with the subject matter that it is like the people who grew up with Steve Martin and Martin Short, it might not be their cup of tea, but she gives it like this. They can play like the new age versus old school dynamic back and forth, which is really good in it. Like they don't know how to use texting or social media and it's really just good uh, material for a lot of the comedic gags that they have. Although, I I will say, season two, there were two people cast in Amy Schumer and Michael Rappaport, who I'm really not a fan of. Mm -hmm. But they really were not that big a part of the season to where it, like, ruined it for me. Especially Michael Rappaport. I hate him so much. Is there... So anytime he was on screen. Is there a reason? Because he was in... um, Oh, what's the show? He was on a Netflix show. What was that show that he was on? Oh, yeah, my wife watched that too. Atypical? Atypical? Yeah, that's yeah. it. He plays it. I mean, he's just like a jerk in real life. Like, I've just seen him be completely obnoxious. He had a little stint with Barstool and it ended and he said like horrible things about, not even Barstool, I don't care about what he said about Barstool, but just he just said like really rude, offensive things. Use some words you and I don't particularly like. Mm. And he just doesn't seem like a good person. I don't root for him to have success. <laughs> That's good He's to know. probably listening in this Boston egg. So like, I'm coming for you. It's good to know that in this entire world that your number one enemy is Michael Rapport. The line is drawn in the sand. So everyone at home, you got to pick your side now. Jeff 
or Michael Rapaport. There's no in between. Well, I only know him from that show, so I'm sure he's on your side. Like, there's more people on your side. Why is he? This is just how little I know. I'm looking up his stuff right now, and apparently he was on Friends for ten years. Yeah, he was like Phoebe's like really serious boyfriend for a really long time. That shows you how much Friends I've watched, which, for those out there that are unfamiliar, it rhymes with hero. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, they're like googling numbers that rhyme with hero. Oh, oh, that's yeah, it. We'll have yeah. to do another episode like most overrated things that exist because. Yeah, my wife's turning off the podcast now, but I would definitely put Friends in my top three. Have to. It's. Uh, I I saw a girl at school wearing that the other day. I was like, that show is not the best. And she goes, no, it's my favorite show of all time. Office is number two. And I was like, I don't understand how you can like both of those and that be your one, two, when they're such different forms yeah. of comedy. How can you have taste but also not have taste? It's, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Maybe that's an idea for next episode. Most overrated things that exist. I'm good with that one. We can okay. we can pitch that list. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's up to us. We don't have to sell anyone else, so we're good. All right, let me let me ask the people if they support that. All right, so most overrated. All right, confirmed. All right, no, it's like a town hall meeting where it's just us. No nays. So looks like we're getting that stop sign put in by the pool. Love it. All right, that will do it. For episode five of Teachers by Day, Lance, closing thoughts for the people at home as we head into this nice four-day week, which equals four-day weekend, which is cool. Yeah. Um, blessed be for this four-day week and four-day weekend. Um, very excited about it. We're we Well, my wife's going to be out of town this next week, so that's a little rough. But uh, it'll be nice to be able to kick back and relax over the weekend. Um, like I said, three weeks into the year, and it's been a bit of a roller coaster, but Let's hope that we're about to hit that uh, that upstream. What about you? I think we are. Yeah, I agree. Um, something about this week, I was like, all right, we got that out of the way. Is the way that I'm looking at it. Like mm-hmm. with the four day week, you know, I don't I don't think we'll have a day this week. Hopefully, where it feels so grueling. And again, it wasn't even anything in particular. I don't know what it was. I just could not. It just normally the day flies by, and it was like around lunchtime. I was like, dude, I feel like I've taught 19 classes today. What is yep. happening? I remember having one day where I was like, oh, I was like in the class and I was helping out and stuff. And I was like, man, I'm so glad this is my last period of the day. But it wasn't. Oh, <laughs> like it's a third period? Yeah, I still <laughs> had it. like, what are you just like leaving in the middle of the day? Like, oh, no. I'm going to cut guess. out of here. Yeah. I, the way my schedule is this year, having first and eighth period off is really great in theory. But in the grand scheme of things, not having a break until like three o'clock with that eight o'clock off is rough. Yeah, that's tough. Plus, you can't really do anything with it because it can't like help you plan that day. You know, Mm-mm. you're already in the thick of it. Game over. First period off would be weird. Yeah, I'm a I'm an early riser anyway, and I get to work usually 30, 45 minutes before the kids get there anyway. So then I'm just like, all right, I guess I'll plan now. <laughs> I could see you like peeking in other windows during first period. Like, what are you, what are you guys doing? <laughs> At school? Can yeah. I help? You guys are you guys are crushing it. <laughs> See you soon. Yeah. All right, for Lance, I'm Jeff. We have been teachers by day. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, pretty much everywhere you find your podcasts. If you have any questions, topic ideas, or just want to talk to us, feel free to shoot us an email, teachersbyday 
at Outlook.com. Possibly some social media accounts coming soon. I don't know, TBD. We'll see about that. Till next time, we'll see you guys at school or outside of school. 